On this episode of Inside Motorsport, we take a look at the new deal Foxtel is doing with Formula One, which will commence in 2023, and, well, head on into the next period of coverage in motorsport. We start with the head of Foxtel in Australia, and that's Patrick Delaney. Absolutely delighted to announce that we are taking our relationship with Formula One to the next level as a result of a new multi-year rights extension. This will see Foxtel and KO Sports build on its exclusive presence as the home of Formula One in Australia with every broadcast, every practice, every qualifying and every race live. And all races in 4K ultra high definition on Foxtel. But we're going to go deeper with the integration of even more exclusive Formula One content. As an Australian first, we will integrate the innovative F1 TV app into the Foxtel IQs in season 2023. The F1 TV app will give a richer experience and access to multi-live uh, multi race in-feeds, uh, uh, comprehensive data, timing, exclusive uh, programming, both on and off the track. It's an it is absolutely incredible and gives fans a chance to get as close as you want to the action. In 2021, last year, it was an amazing year for Formula One and for us too, with an average of 467,000 viewers tuning in to see Daniel Ricciardo's win at the Monza Grand Prix in Italy. First, the man in charge of marketing and the television rights is Ian Holmes from Formula One. Hello everyone and greetings from Bahrain. We cannot wait to be back in Australia for the race in April and to see all our Australian fans. We're really pleased to renew our partnership with the Foxtel Group and delighted to be extending and expanding our partnership with a multi-year deal. The quality, comprehensive coverage in Australia is bringing the drama and excitement of Formula One to our dedicated fans. Foxtel and KO are bringing our sport to new audiences and younger fans are engaging with the Grand Prix being streamed. This is the best platform in Australia for Formula One and we're hugely excited for the future of our partnership as our sport begins a new era. The 2021 season saw a 31% increase in audiences watching on Foxtel and streaming on Foxtel Now, Foxtel Go and KO. The future integration of the F1 TV app on Foxtel set-top boxes will give our fans access to an even richer Formula One experience with multiple live in-car feeds, comprehensive live data, highlights and exclusive programming on and off the track. Looking forward to seeing such dedicated coverage continue and cannot wait for the highly anticipated return of the Australian Grand Prix. Thank you very much. And the current CEO of Formula One, Stefano Domicelli, he also spoke about the new deal. It is great to renew our partnership with the Foxtel Group. Their comprehensive coverage in Australia brings the excitement of Formula One to our dedicated fans and new audiences. Foxtel are the best platform in Australia for Formula One, and we are hugely excited for the future of our partnership. Full speed ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Melbourne in April. Ciao. We'll return to Foxtel in a little while. But first, to Martin Brundle and David Croft. With the season already kicked off, what do the two league commentators for the English language Foxtel coverage think of what they saw last weekend at Bahrain? Well, Lewis and Mercedes, they've, they've got to get their car sorted out first. It looks to me like a gem of a car that just needs a couple of aero updates, but let, let's hope so, so we can make it a three-way scrap at the front and McLaren and Aston Martin and 
and gang can, can get their act together as well and join the party. But, well, I was really relieved, actually, because normally when you have such a dramatic change in the regulations, it scatters the pack and you get unreliability. And, you know, it all when we were coming off the back of such a great season in 2021 and, and several really good seasons, actually. So, uh, but the new cars work. The, the drivers could follow each other better. And we had some great wheel-to-wheel action and attack and counter-attack between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen, exactly what we were hoping for with these new cars. And and uh, we sort of mixed up the running order a little bit as well. Ferrari looked good every day through the preseason testing and through Bahrain. Um, we did think that as soon as Red Bull put the new aero package on, they, they might just have the edge. But when push came to shove, uh, Charles Leclerc was just majestical for Ferrari and, and, and a one-two in the end after Red Bull's demise. So uh, lots of excitement, lots of surprises. And, you know, with Alfa Romeo and Haas right in there as well. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better start, actually. So I, I, I left the venue feeling extremely good about Formula One 2022. The scars of 2021 might yet to be healed, but what do they think in reflection about the season that was? It seems to me that, you know, Lewis has moved on. Max thought 2021 finale was absolutely fine, of course. Um, And Toto and the Mercedes-Benz team, I think they've realised that it's just negative energy uh, and it's just a waste of time looking back. It's not going to help, you know, the next race, the next lap, the next quali or, or, or whatever. I think we upset a lot of fans and confused a lot of fans who were uh, particularly the new ones to Formula One in Abu Dhabi. Um, but it was a, a, a lot of circumstances that came together in a very uh, difficult way uh, in the closing stages. It was it was box office, but you know we 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 made some changes and uh, I think we can we can all move on from that now, hopefully. But um, I think it's just energised the fight. Between, between Max and, and Lewis, but Lewis needs the car to go and, and get his elbows out and, and take that eighth world championship. And I'm pretty sure he's absolutely determined to do that. He said he didn't want last year to define him. I thought it was a great expression. And I'm sure he wants to win a lot more races. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to him. Uh, I did the podium interviews uh, after the race when somehow he got the Mercedes up there onto the podium with, with Red Bull's uh, retirement. But that was his 183rd time on a Formula One podium. but uh, And he's still, for me, Lewis is still absolutely at the peak of his performance. So we wait with bated breath for some more hmm. action between him and Max. But don't write off the Ferrari drivers. Daniel Ricciardo had a tough start to the season in the first race. Where do Crofty and Martin Brundle see him by the time we get to the Australian Formula One Grand Prix in April? Well, it's difficult to read with McLaren. They look so good, actually, in Barcelona. And we had them all pegged as fourth fastest car, you know, sort of up there somewhere about where they should be. And then they had a a disaster of a test in Bahrain. Daniel got COVID. Um, Qualifying was bad and the race was even worse. And and I know they've got a lot of changes to make. So difficult days. I'm I'm so sad for, for Daniel because he, you know, he... He went home and I think he charged his batteries up. He came off a, a quite difficult season despite a brilliant drive in, in winning uh, in Monza. So he needed a fast start to this year and he's had any anything but. But hopefully we'll see that flip-top smile of his and uh, he hasn't forgotten how to drive a, a Formula One car very quickly. I'm sure of that. So 
let, let's hope that the car can match his talents and he can get underway. And David Croft has been travelling with the circus so far this year. What does he think about heading back down to Australia and what the paddock is talking about already? Well, Formula One is, uh, and the paddock especially, because it's not the sort of place where a lot of people agree about a lot of things. But the one thing I think we all agree about is that we've been away from Australia for far too long. I can't wait to get back down under. I know Martin can't as well. And, and the rest of the Formula One fraternity want to get back and put on a show and, and show Australia, not just those in Melbourne and in Albert Park, exactly what they've been missing for the last few years. And they've been missing a sport that they they truly love. Um, it's the best thing about coming down to Australia. Some, some countries host a race, other countries embrace a race. And Australia very much embraces uh, Formula One. It's a, a proper festival of motorsport, not just uh, Formula One. Um, after our little morning coffee on, on the Thursday in Albert Park, I went and joined uh, uh, your colleagues in the commentary box for the, for the Aussie V8 supercars. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing those again. I, I note that Anton de Pascali uh, got a pole position the other day. He still sounds like a, a really good sommelier at a Melbourne <laughs> French restaurant, quite frankly. Uh, but he has got talent behind the wheel as well. I can't wait to see the supercars. I can't wait to see the fans. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of passion for Formula One. And like you said, the track has changed a bit as well. Um, it's been resurfaced. So a lot of the bumps are gone. That's good. For the cars with the new regulations, because the suspension's a lot stiffer in 2022. Uh, we've got wider entry and, and wider corners at turn one, turn three. Pity, Martin, they didn't have that back in your day. That, that might have saved you a few bruises uh, back in Albert Park. Turn six as well. Uh, that's been widened. We've got rid of the chicane at nine and ten to create another DRS zone and a longer straight, which means that the now nine and 10, that, that infamous left and right flick is taken even faster, which means you'll be harder on the brakes into the right-hander at turn 11. And that's been reprofiled. The, the penultimate corner has been uh, widened as well, all of which should make for better racing. Don't take my word for it. Daniel Ricciardo says he's very confident it's going to be good. I, for one, am not a man who wants to argue with Daniel Ricciardo, not when I want to come to Australia uh, in a few weeks' time uh, and have an awful lot of fun. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to getting to a country that loves its sport, loves its motor racing, adores its Formula One, and has been waiting way too long for us all to get down there. 2022 in Formula One is new cars and a change in the way the aero package has been designed for this new car. After one race, what does David Croft and Martin Brundle think of this new package? Yeah, we had a, a good example of that in Bahrain, really, with Charles Leclerc uh, realising he was going to get passed by Max Verstappen. So made sure he was the second car past the uh, DRS detection zone so he could have a go back up into turn four and start to use it really strategically rather than uh, absolutely living on track position and being ahead and getting your elbows out come what may. So I think it'd be more strategic. Uh, the, the purpose of the DRS, and we were hoping, or we are hoping that the new regulations might mean we can use less of it or even get rid of it eventually um, and see more organic overtaking. But it, it's a band-aid, it's a sticking plaster to the, the sheer fact that these cars are incredibly heavily loaded to do the corner speeds they do and to be as exciting and dramatic as they are. So I suspect it's around for a little while, but DRS must be there to bring a car alongside another car and then the drivers have to finish it off in the braking zone and, and 
keep their cars under control. That that's the dream ticket. So I think the fact they can follow each other more closely means DRS is every bit as important, but will come into play more more tactically. And I think with that as well, I was having a chat uh, just yesterday to, to Mario Isola, uh, the man in charge of the, the the Pirelli Formula One operation. And he said, look, we're really happy with the way that the new 18-inch uh, tyres and wheels are, are performing. Uh, it's thermal degradation rather than degradation surface blistering that, that we're seeing now. Um, the drivers are not reporting that they're unhappy with the tyres. We're seeing that people can follow and the tyres aren't suffering as a result of this. So uh, hand in hand with that lack of turbulent air is the fact that we now seem to have tyres that can cope with following another car uh, for long periods, which basically means that, that the audience wherever they're watching, and, and, and certainly the audience we're talking to here, you know, Fox Sports Australia, the home, home of motorsports, get to see cars able to attack more often. And, and that can only be a good thing. You know, less turbulent air, less dirty air, more close uh, action, more wheel-to-wheel action. And if we don't get the overtakes, that's absolutely fine, as long as the potential is there to do so. So from the F1 broadcasters to the head of the Australian Formula One Grand Prix, Andrew Westacott, and how things are shaping up for the Australian race. I was already excited before I listened to yourself, Crofty and Martin, hype up uh, what has been an exciting lead up to the Australian Grand Prix. And it'll be 1,100 days since we actually had Formula One cars on the track in 2019. So we cannot wait down in Melbourne to have the show, the live show back in Melbourne. But Formula One's been on uh, 39 races for the last couple of years and we haven't missed a beat on, uh, on Fox Sports. So the announcement today is sensational news. From his perspective, where does he see the changes and how is that going to make to the racing on the new circuit layout? Well, one of the things we always try and do is raise the bar every year because the bar just gets higher with new circuits like Zandvoort and the show they put on in Mexico, Brazil and Austin, Texas. And we always want to be the best in the world. And so what we have to do here in Melbourne is really strive to achieve greatness at every time we host the event. What we've done is we've spent $20 million in upgrading the circuit, as Crofty uh, talked about earlier on. We think with the new spec cars and the changes we've made, it's going to be more exciting for the fans on TV as well as at the circuit. And as a result of the circuit changes, we've had to put in, we've got some 41 super screens around the venue, we've got five new grandstands, and we've got about 17 corporate facilities now in, in various locations. So when you're on circuit, you're going to be enjoying the action and the atmosphere, and there's a lot of changes that people are going to see when they come in through the gates on the 7th, 8th, 9th and 10th of April. So back to Patrick Delaney about the new package and how he has seen Formula One change and grow in the last few years for the Foxtel and KO groups. Look, there's no doubt Formula One's one of the biggest sports in the world and it's growing fast, especially for us. Across our 2.4 million sports subscribers, it's up 31% year on year. It's surfacing a new era of champions, rivalries and drama on and off the track. The Formula One team have always innovated from how they do things trackside to the content they produce and how they distribute it. They're the best in the world if you ask us. Just look at the success of Drive to Survive on Netflix. It's now back in our screens with season four and it's single-handedly supercharged fandom of the sport right around the world. And it's bringing a whole new cohort of viewers to, to us on the live broadcast as well. For many, the lives of those racers and their teams has become an obsession. And I certainly know I look at Formula One differently since watching it. We're seeing a direct audience impact 
on subscribers and growth season on season. KO Sport is up 87% with the Formula One year on year. 96% of all motorsport fans in Australia either follow Formula One, supercars or MotoGP and they're all sports broadcast by the Foxtel Group. Sporting rights are an ever-increasing cost to the broadcasters. Will this deal impact Foxtel's ability to cover other sports? Oh, not at all. I mean, our strategy is very clear. Uh, we, are, we are aiming at that, that top tier uh, of sports that we know all of our sports fans uh, on Fox Sports through Foxtel and KO love. The data we get through KO uh, makes it very clear uh, which ones are growing and which ones are not. Uh, but, you know, the health, the financial health of, of the group is such that we've uh, got plenty of firepower and the growth of KO is just phenomenal. So all good. Last weekend, as we heard, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari led the 1-2 with himself and Carlos Sainz out in front. Lewis Hamilton sitting third ahead of his new teammate, George Russell, and the Haas of Kevin Magnussen up into fifth position. Of course, Magnussen only drawn back into the series because of the uh, the banning of Russian competitors in world motorsport and world sports in general. An interesting position to be in as the circus now stays in the Middle East as they head to the next round this weekend in Saudi Arabia and, of course, then on to Australia soon after, as I mentioned, at the beginning of April. So, with Foxtel signing up for a long-term deal with Formula One, the Australian Grand Prix sold out on two days already. It's all boding well for this 2022 season. That's all we have time for on this edition of Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.